This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. June 25th, 1875. One of the worst defeats in U.S. military history. The victors? Americans. It was the Battle of Little Bighorn. Custer's last stand. The battle was part of the Black Hills War between the U.S. Army and the Lakota and Northern Cheyenne. They were fighting over the territory the U.S. had ceded to the Indians in the Fort Laramie Treaty in 1868. That treaty gave the Black Hills in South Dakota to the Lakota Sioux for their exclusive use as a reservation. They also had land in Wyoming and Montana. It didn't take long for that treaty to be violated. White settlers, hunters, trappers, and miners encroached on Indian land. The Indians appealed to Washington to enforce the treaty, and there actually were some efforts to kick the settlers out, but they were mostly futile. Eventually, territorial officials wanted to harvest the dense forests for lumber, for the booming settlements throughout the Great Plains. The railroad wanted to come through. The administration of President Ulysses S. Grant decided to try diplomacy. When Lakota leaders, including Red Cloud and Spotted Tail, went to Washington to ask the president to honor their treaty, the government made an offer. We'll buy the reservation and send you to the Indian lands in Oklahoma. Spotted Tail said he had no interest in Oklahoma. He said if this Oklahoma's so great, Why don't the white people go there? Well, it wasn't just lumber. The army had sent an expedition to explore the Black Hills in 1874. It was led by the flamboyant Lieutenant Colonel George Armstrong Custer, who was the 19th century version of a publicity hound with a checkered military reputation. He'd once been court-martialed and suspended for a year for deserting his post. Custer's expedition found gold. When negotiations broke down, Grant and his advisors agreed that a military solution was necessary to take the land from the Indians. Grant was worried about attacking without provocation, so the government issued an order that all Indians had to be on their reservation by the end of January. People routinely lived off the reservation, and given the difficulty in getting the word out, not to mention the near impossibility of long-distance travel in the winter, the deadline was a pretext. When the 600 men of the 7th Cavalry, commanded by Custer, entered the River Valley, two other army attacks had already been turned away in the preceding days. Custer made several strategic errors in the run-up to the battle. Most importantly, he vastly underestimated the size of the Indian force. He could have waited for reinforcements, but he didn't. He also turned down an offer to use four Gatling guns, the predecessor to machine guns. They were powerful weapons, but they were also difficult to move, and he didn't want to be slowed down. He might have been right about that one. As famous as it is, the battle was very short. Custer's forces were overwhelmed, maybe in less than an hour, 
Lakota fighters who were interviewed later said they were impressed with the bravery of the enlisted men, but not the officers, who they said were panicked and disorganized. They reported that some of the soldiers committed suicide when they knew the battle was lost. Custer was killed, and so were all of his men. A number of legends grew up around the battle, mostly around Custer. His wife Libby lived until 1933, and she played a big role in constructing the legend of her husband as a gallant soldier who fought heroically to the end, making a last stand on a hill that would come to be named for him. A famous painting called Custer's Last Stand, commissioned by the Anheuser-Busch Brewery, hung in saloons across the country for decades. The reenactment of Custer's supposedly heroic death was a highlight of Buffalo Bill Cody's Wild West show. The sole survivor of Custer's Last Stand became almost a stock character in America through the Depression. Historians have recorded more than a hundred cases of men claiming to be the lone army survivor of the Battle of Little Bighorn. They were all frauds. The only survivor from the army side was a horse named Comanche. For a century or so, the battle was memorialized from the white point of view, but that's changed in the last half century. The former Custer National Monument is now the Little Bighorn Battlefield National Monument, and where there used to be memorials only to the fallen U.S. soldiers, there are now memorials for Indians too. The rout at Little Bighorn shocked America. It was really more the Lakota's last stand than Custer's. Within a few years, the tribe had ceded the Black Hills to the federal government, which had threatened to otherwise starve them out. A century later, the Supreme Court ruled that the U.S. had taken the land illegally and ordered the government to compensate the tribe with interests. The Lakota refused the payment, insisting that their claim is to the land. The money, still collecting interest, is still being held by the Bureau of Indian Affairs. It's more than a billion dollars. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.